at the end of the the talk, and that's what I you know I talk about is drips in a bucket, and the every customer is important. It doesn't matter if they're a very small customer that calls me once a year and gives me a 200 square foot LVT order, or if they're a large client that's a hospital that I do all their work continuously as well as their new construction work. What does the cleaning industry really talk about? Beyond Clean with Ace is a podcast to explore just that. Now in its sixth season, Beyond Clean with Ace has hosted hundreds of influencers from around the globe. Listen to people who are excited about providing healthy, positive, and proactive information. Share their experiences, passions, and helpful tips. Now let's join our host, Dave Thompson, Director for the Academy of Cleaning Excellence, as he speaks with yet another leading influencer from our industry. Good morning, everyone. This is Dave Thompson. I am your host here at Beyond Clean, and I don't know if you're ready for it, but it's here. What is that? It is the first Monday of May. Yes, that's what I said. The first Monday of May of 2022. Uh, the first Monday of every month, we talk with one of our special guest speakers. I, I, you know, I say that. I guess if you've been here as many times as he is, he's just as old a fixture as I am now. Sean DeVore. Good morning, Dave. How are you this morning? Uh, l- lamenting about the 1st of May. I know. One more month and the year will be half over. Uh, I, yeah, gee, thanks for telling me it that way. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, the thing about it is, is it goes by so fast, but then sometimes you think it goes so slow. I don't know where you are in that, folks, as you're listening to this podcast today, live or recorded, but... Uh, I know one thing that I'm glad of, Rockstars of Cleaning, the conference is done. Yeah, that was a huge amount of preparation on your part and a lot of due diligence on your part, and I think it went off well, So, um, but I'm glad it's over as well. Well, uh, you know, I've got a lot of things I can talk about, but Sean, from a speaker's viewpoint, let's talk about the experience for you. Uh, it was a lot like my first sales experience, uh, where I was told to go to the mall. I used that in my speech where I was told to go to the mall and collect business cards from all the stores in the mall. And it was an exercise that my supervisor was teaching me how to make, how to ask for the sale. And that's a lot like that day was, it was, I just, you know, I was there with you in the, in the uh, studio and I was, anticipating my time to go on, getting nervous about what to do. And then after it was all over, it was over really quickly. And then I was wondering, what was I so nervous about? That's how it was for me. I mean, being live on something and never doing that before, I was I was uh, quite nervous before. So talk to the audience about the preparation that went into that. Uh, and, and as you said, it was your first time and we'll follow that whole thing along with that first time in sales. But what was, what was this whole, I mean, was it just a couple of weeks or a, a few months? No, mine was a few months. I have toyed with the idea of, of writing a book about sales, more specifically about our the flooring business, because there's not a lot, there's not anything as far as I know about the flooring business 
out there in sales. There's a bunch of general information. So I've, I've been toying with that idea. And then you brought up this about wanting to speak. And so it took me several months to put together what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it and not to come across saying the wrong thing or uh, trying to be too much about myself. I wanted to tell a story that and how it related to being positive in life and what being positive has gotten me in my life. Um, I'm not, you know, an Elon Musk or anything, but um, I've provided for my family and I've done a little bit better than my parents had, which I think is the goal. And I hope that to be true for my daughter, to, for her to do a little bit better than I have so that we can, you know, move the generations on. So that's, that's kind of my, that was my focus on it. That was my preparation on how to, you know, putting this together. It did take several months to make sure it was the right story. It was the right way to position it. And it was the right way to say it. Was coming up with the the title channel your future? Was that the hard part? What was what was the hard part as you prepared over months of this? What was was, was there a series of obstacles or was it just one big one? It was. I think it was trying to take what I wanted to say and fit it into what you needed this to be about. Um, I had things to say, but I don't think that they were, they, I mean, they weren't completely indifferent to what you were trying to put forth in the conference, but I wanted to make sure that it related to your vision as well. So that, that was trying to relate to put, my story together. So it related to you. I wanted to, I wanted to say my story, which I was being selfish with that, but I also okay. wanted it to relate to what you wanted to say in the, the conference as well about being proactive and positive and, and how that's helped you and, and how you want to promote that with the rockstar program. And I wanted it to fit into yours. So that, I think that was a difficult thing for me was making sure that uh, it fit, it met the, my talk met the needs of what you needed. Folks, this morning we're talking with Sean DeVore. He's a regular here on our podcast. Uh, we got together at a conference. It was a live conference that's uh, held every year here. It's called FSPMA for the uh, school plant managers. Uh, several years ago, we met, we found out we had a common, well, common denominator, floors, and more specifically, luxury vinyl floors. We had a conversation and here we are three and a half years later, still doing podcasts together. Um, the conference, if you haven't uh, accessed that or wasn't uh, uh, able to be there, you can go to www.rockstarsofcleaning.com. You can learn about what we did in the conference and you can get a recording of all of the conference speakers, Sean being one of those. Um, the message is and always has been, you know, healthy, positive and proactive. And, and Sean, you know, as you talk about this and I worked with all of the different speakers that we had that day, I found one thing interesting, it, it, which is just what you said. You know, it was I've never done this before. What do I do? How do I say? And I think that's one of the things in the cleaning industry is people don't think they have something to say. And the structure, the, the hard part is, I have too much to say, and what can I say? How do I put it together? Yeah, I, I, there's, 
a, not a lot of upward conversations from the person who's running the machine versus the people who are being pushed by the chemical companies or the machine manufacturers or the pad manufacturers being told or rebated or sold product. And then they're pushing it down on the people who are actually running the machines. And then there's little or no communication between those people and the foreign manufacturers. And that's a problem. You know, what I found interesting is that there's always something to be said and people in our industry don't think that what they have to say is valuable but we all have a story and I think that was what your talk was, the story of your life. Correct. That's exactly what it was. It's how I got to where I'm at and why. And, and, and folks, I think the thing is, is that's inspirational to some. Uh, it also parallels what some other people have, have done uh, do you mind sharing and giving away any of the little tidbits in your talk? I think one of the the things that I talk about the most is just being um, constantly and pleasantly focused on a, a goal. And there's reasons why that goal is important to me. And I gave examples of that. Um, I set a goal when I was very young on you know, how much money I wanted to make it by a certain age. And, um, I, I met that goal and it's been a long ways getting there through a lot of different challenges and moving and different parts of the country. And, but staying focused on that goal was the most important thing that I did. I think one of the things that I would talk about in a book is one of that once I reached that goal, I was standing on top of a mountain and the breeze blowing, and I was very happy. I made my goal, but I didn't know how to get out. <laughs> so I, I didn't. I had not set a second goal, so I hadn't, you know, figured out what I was going to do after that. You know, I, I was so focused on that one that I didn't pay attention to the, to some other things I should have. Um, one of the things I talk about is one of the things that makes you successful in sales is your customer, and they. Some people refer to your customer as your friend. Um, you know, it's best to sell to your friends. And some people um, are a solutions provider. Uh, you provide solutions to your clients and you're a trusted advisor. I think I try to fall into both of those categories. Some of my customers are more friends um, and we do business as friends. Some of them I know outside of work. Uh, other ones, I just get the phone call one day. Hey, I'm working on this project. What would you specify on this project? Because these are the parameters that go around it. Um, and at the end of the the talk, and that's what I you know I talk about is drips in a bucket. And the every customer is important. It doesn't matter if they're a very small customer that calls me once a year and gives me a 200 square foot LVT order, or if they're a large client that's a hospital that I do all their work continuously as well as their new construction work. You know, they're a million dollar client. Um, both clients are just as important to me because they both add to the water that's in my bucket. And um, that's what sales is. It's you're, you're, you've got many different things going at one time and they're all working to achieve that same goal. So you're taking an approach to where you're hitting all aspects of your territory 
um, in order to have people working with you and working for you in order for you to achieve what you need to do at the end of the year, which is the company goal that they've given you, the corporation's given you in order to, um, to meet the needs of the corporation. Because that, again, builds into, you know, another stack that they've, they're, our company's privately owned, but they've, they're, you know, they've made promises on certain goals to the bank and different things that we're going to make these goals and we're going to make this much profit. And that is all built on all the 200 salespeople that are out there in the country that are out there selling. We tell them how much we're going to sell. They give us a goal. We try to meet those goals. And then that makes the company meet goals. And I look at, you know, all that weight is on my shoulder. Uh, the people that work at customer service, the people that run the machines, uh, all those things are important to me. And those are all things that I bring into this, this package that I deal with every day to keep everything moving. And I think the biggest thing that I like to talk about is that the customer, uh, whether they be my friend or they be just a client that trust me is very important. And everything that they provide to me is important because that provides for other people. So that's kind of how I look at it. That's kind of my story. And uh, that's what I'm hope to be um, pushing forth in a, in a book one day. So we'll see. Well, I, I think that's interesting. Uh, the, ha, have you, have you started on that journey of the book? Uh, you kind of kicked me off on that because by doing this talk, <laughs> it had me bring thoughts together and um, yeah, the words kind of flew on the page or typed through the keyboard. They kind of flew. I mean, the rough draft that I wrote for that, I probably wrote, I wrote it in an afternoon in about 45 minutes. Now it took me several months to tweak it and edit it and, you know, get it the right way. Um, so in, you know, in some help and some encouragement from you uh, also helped, but that that's kind of led me down a path of like, I, I, I think I have it in me. I just have to get it through the keyboard and, you know, pick up another uh, something else I got to do because it is another uh, task. I, but I think this is the interesting thing. Uh, and, and there'll be many more of these folks as we go through this, uh, through the rest of the year. Uh, I, I hope to talk with more of our, uh, speakers about the experience. Uh, if you haven't, uh, Went there, go to www.rockstarsofcleaning.com. Uh, what we focus on in, in this whole thing, the reason for the conference, folks, is to nominate your rock stars of cleaning. Every organization has them. And I think what's interesting, Sean, as I watch some of the nominations come in, is the people that are not challenged about writing some of the um, – I would say extra verbiage about mm -hmm. their rock star. Uh, you know, some people just check off the box that they meet the criteria. Uh, it, it's kind of like what you said in the sales. You just get that one, that call and it's auto, you know, right off the cuff right. and do what you need to. Then there's the people that I can tell, put some thought into their nomination and actually start really writing. And then there's the ones that write a whole book about each one of the nine personality traits. I mean, this is what's so interesting when you give people the um, platform, what happens in their own life and, and what they're doing, and I think this is what the conference did for several of the speakers, and it will be interesting to see how some of the, the guests that attended 
uh, you know, feedback they give us, but it, it was, I, I simply, we here at the Academy simply presented a platform and it was so interesting that day to listen and hear and watch what came out of that. Well, that's what makes the turn. That's what you want. That's the, you, Dave Thompson, that's what you want a, as a rock star, someone who's made an impression on the people around them. And if a person is willing to write a paragraph about each personality trait uh, about that person, that does make them a rock star. Whereas um, it, it maybe says something about the person that's not writing the paragraph more than it does about the person who they're nominating also on the other side of that. So I'm not sure how that works, but um, if you have someone who cares enough to write, you know, some good information about you or about that person, that nominee, um, I think that that says a lot about the nominee. And, and I think this is, you know, the, the interesting part of this whole rock stars conferences. Uh, yes, the speakers were important. Thank you very much, Sean, for being a part of it, but more so what's coming out of it now as nominations start to roll in from uh, the communications. But I think what's interesting that you mentioned here, we all are a part of a cog uh, and there's many cogs. And we're part of it. Are we teeth to a cog? Are we the cog? Are we part of the whole watch? I don't know. But we all play a part. And that day we 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 had our part. Yeah, I think it depends on what you're doing to what part of the watch you are. Um, you know, in that particular day, in that particular time. You know, we're all we're all parts of something, all moving pieces, and we're all moving through space and trying to figure out what's best for us and our family, you know, whether we participate in society or, or work. And, um, it was, it was you know, fun, def- what, what, fun doing that. Well, you know, what was, what was hard at, at the start, Sean, when we, when we put this whole concept together was getting everybody to understand that this was not a 15 minute presentation like a normal uh, trade show conference in the cleaning industry. And, and folks, this this was the, our point was we didn't want these to be presentations about a product, a procedure, uh, something that you normally go to a cleaning conference and see. We wanted this to be inspirational and motivational and uplifting and positive. Um, was that the start of the challenge for you whenever we, we presented it that way, Sean? Yeah, it definitely was. I, I'm, um, I guess I never have a hard time talking about work things and things that are, um, work related that I trust that I know that based on experience, but I do have sometimes have trouble relating how the personal part helps me with the work part. So I think those are all things that, that are, uh, contribute. But this goes back to the nominations, you know, for the rockstar program, you know, this is the personality traits. This is what makes a person a viable part in their business, in the community, in what they do. And so, uh, I think it was interesting, uh, the the challenge and who stepped up 
and really knocked it out of the park. Uh, you you sat there in the studio with me all day, and you listened to several. Were you inspired by anybody else's talk? Um, I think the the gentleman from was it from New Jersey? Um, I I'm sorry that I can't remember his name, um, but it was the first time that he had spoken, uh, you know, publicly, and was able to say something. Uh, outside because those guys don't typically they don't they don't have a job like I do that I do this all the time so it was good to see him uh, get out there and tell what he was passionate about and how things work in his life and it it was really interesting I can't I apologize for not being able to remember his name oh I know who you're talking about but that's the interesting thing see it, it wasn't the person it was the message that they presented to you that 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 tripped you yeah, because it was a guy who who does he is he's a facilities guy, you know, he's a maintenance guy and his job is not to talk on in public on a video camera, but he was, you know, he was passionate about the subject and passionate about how he was motivational to his people and it was, you know, it was real you know, it was good. Well, and this is something that we strove to do in the conference was to have a very diverse group of speakers that didn't come from all from one area you came to it from sales uh as you were talking about and it was uh uh, his, his position was he's in the trenches supervising the people that do the work every night he's middle management if you will right and 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 rosario is very eloquent when he talks about things and talking one on one but to <clears throat> to actually sit in front of the camera and to talk and everything. You know, what was for me, the fun part of the whole thing was watching everybody, including myself. Now I'm not going to say I didn't have my issues too. And thankfully nobody saw all of mine, <laughs> but as I got to watch everybody grow over the months with their talk and the progression of, from the rough draft to the finished product that we produced that day. It was real fun to watch everybody advance. And that's only one aspect. The other aspect was getting the camera, getting the, the camera that worked good, getting the <laughs> green screen, you know. And that's why I ended up in the studio down there because I just couldn't get all that put together with my job and work, and I couldn't get it all to work right. I have a real nice webcam camera now, and I do have a green screen, but I haven't really um, – I never could have the time. I never had the time to set it all up. And Rosario had done all that and, and gave his speech. So he, you know, he outdid a lot of us that way. And, and, you know, this is the joy of uh, being on my side of it, uh, watching everybody and, and, and that, and I did another podcast this morning before you came on today. And uh, this was one of the things that him and I were talking about is, you know, our conferences and whether we're going to do them live, whether we're going to do them blended and all of the stuff with that. And I think that this is bringing about, you know, I think that that group of speakers that came that day in April the 12th probably would not normally be on a live stage at a conference. Oh, definitely not. Are you ready? I'm surprised you asked me with this much advance notice. Um, 
yeah, I, I would. I, well, I'm always willing to talk in front of people. I don't mind doing that. It, I just I think it's it's uh, the the people, the majority of the people that spoke that day were people that um, wouldn't do that and wouldn't ever be asked to do that. So I think it's cool. Well, folks, we have been talking this morning about our uh, Rock Stars of Cleaning conference that we held on April the 12th. If you missed it, all of the recordings from all of the speakers are there on the website where you can uh, get access to those. You can get them all at one time or you can do a la carte, uh, read a little bit of biography about each uh, speaker, what they had to say, and some points. Um the biggest thing is, is we implore you to share that link, that website, because the ultimate thing is we want people to nominate their rock stars of cleaning. Every year we give out a, an award at the first of uh, every year, and we recognize the National Rock Star Custodian. Um, one of the things that we were able to do during the conference is we actually visited the 2019 rock star, and then we also had the current rock star uh, uh, award winner for this year to uh, to come on. You know what really gives me great pleasure is whenever we can bring about these frontline workers in this industry. Oh, definitely. I think uh, given uh, given them a voice of appreciation, it was like the gentleman that had won last year that worked at that school. And, you know, I, I even told you, I remember uh, Mr. Charlie Wilkerson, who was the, the janitorial uh, facility guy at our school. He was everywhere, all over the place. And he, um, I remember specifically, he was, someone had threw, uh, I don't know if it was their girlfriend's shoe or their friend's shoe or whatever. It was a young lady's shoe up on the roof of the ninth, ninth grade building. And uh, here comes Charlie. He's got the ladder. He goes up there, gets the shoe, because they're after the, the the boy got in trouble for throwing the shoe. They had to call somebody to get the shoe. So who do they call? But Charlie, the janitor. So Charlie goes up and gets the shoe, falls off, and breaks his ankle. Oh my. So, <laughs> so as the foot being on the football team, we all got together and got Charlie a, a letter jacket um, that was our official football letter jacket and we got the letter the numbers 007 put on it with a letter and and uh you know that he was you know well appreciated and respected because charlie did everything he cleaned the school him and his wife actually cleaned the school took care of everything he was our bus driver for baseball and football um he was just all over the place and we all knew who he was but did he i don't think that guys like that and people like that get the recognition they deserve for the work they do. And I think and this is why we have the rock stars of cleaning conference yeah. and, the, yeah. and the award. I mean, this is exactly it. Right. Yeah. That's exactly it. That's what, you know, Mr. Charlie, he was, he was everywhere and all over the place. And uh, I think it's a great thing you're doing. Now, as you're listening to this folks, this is not about a popularity contest, although popularity does come into it. There are nine personality traits in order to qualify. And so uh, you'll have to go to the website. You can see all of those there. It's all written out. But I think that's the thing. In June, I think it's uh, June. I forget the dates, folks, but we have it on there as well. 
Uh, we're having a rock star custodian day where you can actually learn about the motivational sessions. There's four of them that we're going to be uh, giving that day. The first two are for all of your staff, anybody in your organization. They don't have to be in custodial only. They can be in any part of your organization. And then the afternoon is about supervisors supervising those rock stars. You know, Sean, we talk a lot about this today because it was the last thing, but life has moved on from the conference. What's been going on recently in the world of floors? Um, <laughs> maintenance. Uh, <laughs> Don't we talk about I, that every month? Yeah, I've got challenges at a couple of my hospital accounts that uh, with LVP and LVT because we're having um, not sure exactly what the problem is. If it's a it's something to do with the maintenance, um, leaving residue on the floor, and we ain't quite figured it out yet. So we got to get to the bottom of it. But um, I'm having issues in one one hospital and not in other hospitals. So it, it tends me to believe that it's something to do with what they're doing to the floor in that hospital. So and trying to get the corporation to acknowledge what they're using is difficult and it is a corporation. So it's not and, just a, a firm that are not just the people that work at the hospital. Yeah. You know, and as you bring that up, Sean, I think this is the biggest challenge when it comes to floor care these days. Uh, I, I know I've had several classes uh, after the conference is over. It was like I had a backup of, of classes and so we've done a whole bunch of them, and you know the floor care class, of course, is is number one. And when it comes to it, I I challenge people: why is it that we only go in and take care of the floor one time a day? I agree. I had that's, I had a, a emergency room in Savannah, and I suggested. And I don't, I don't know if they're still doing it, but I had, I suggested, why don't you put a floor tech in the ER? I mean, you have traffic coming in from the ambulances. Uh, you have where the carts have been in the ditch and the mud. Uh, and then they roll them right into the ER uh, with the patient. And then you have the helicopter blowing things around. You have people coming in from all types of life and happenstance that happens to them coming in the ER waiting room and you don't have a, a person who works that all the time. Your ER is open 24 hours. There should be a person, a floor tech in the ER all the time, or at least a, not necessarily a floor tech, but a janitorial person there at all times um, and ready to clean up whatever shows up. And that, that definitely helped that particular system overcome some issues that they were having. Um, and I was in there a week and a half ago and the floor looks good. They've got some other things going on with some, uh, wall saver chairs, poking holes in the, um, uh, integrated base that we're having to overcome. But other than that, the floor looks good. And, and I think that isn't because of anything other than the frequency of maintenance. And I think this is one of the things that I have been teaching in class. You know, we've had VCT, which basically was extremely forgiving for the simple reason we were putting a finish on it that we could strip off and maintain and right. put back on, but very, very cost uh, uh, intensive because of all of that. 
and then we're going to LV, which requires more maintenance because there's not that strip and refinish. And then, of course, you brought to me last year the liquid linoleum, which means we don't have anything other than frequency. And right. I, I keep telling them in class, why should we be improving our frequency now on all floors? Well, it's, 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 I don't know why it's hard. I guess it's because the janitorial staff is, is responsible for everything. And a lot of the, the, the people that are run across in the hospital, they don't necessarily have a floor tech. They have a person who knows how to run a floor machine, but that person's also doing six other things. And the floor doesn't get the attention that it deserves. Um, and you walk on it every day. And that's the hardest thing to to get across to the facilities that you have to clean that floor. Because every time someone walks in, um, they bring something in on their shoes. And then that gets deposited on the floor and then gets tracked all over the place. And I had a meeting um, a week ago with another facility. And I was talking to them about soft surface entry. And their entryway consisted of a hard tile on the floor. Well, it's actually a VCT that was on the floor. They were considering going to a different floor surface. And they had a hard rubber mat on the floor. And I asked the gentleman who owned the place, that owned the facility, I said, what is your expectation of that mat? He goes, well, it, you know, it's, it's for water. I said, well, it's made out of rubber. And he goes, well, yeah, I know, but it's got little grooves and it catches the water. I said, well, what when the grooves fill up? Is it supposed to catch anything else? And one of your biggest complaints to me when I came in was that you have sand everywhere and, you, and you're having a hard time keeping the floor clean because it's getting ground into the surface. Um, and I was trying to explain to him that I don't know why it is with architects, with designers, even with end users, they think that the, when you walk into a building, it should be a porcelain tile, a ceramic tile, or some kind of hard surface, and then you go to the carpet or whatever surface, LVP or LVT or whatever you go to is the next surface. Everything that comes in off the hard surface outside does not get removed on the ceramic or the porcelain. It just goes to the next surface. It gets a little further inside right. the building. And so... I was, I get often get dismayed. Well, I don't, I don't like the way that looks. I don't like the way that looks. Well, do you like how your facility is going to look in three years if you don't put it in, you know, and it's having that hard conversation. It's like, what do you want to give up in order to get to the goal that you want to go? Cause I being in flooring for 32 years, I can look at your building and tell you that you've got a porcelain tile put down and it's a beautiful gleaming lobby. Uh, with some chairs and stuff in this beautiful building and three months, a month into it, you're going to go, wow, there's somebody slipped on that porcelain and I've got, um, I need to put a mat down. So you call a mat company that laundries mats and they bring in a mat and throw it down and that gets slid all over the place and you don't like the way it looks, but I got to have it, you know? So would you rather have an integrated entryway Would you Oops. rather have an integrated? In okay, we, 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 we lost you there. We lost you there for a minute. You, you yeah, said the last we heard was, "Would you rather have?" Would you rather have an integrated walkway system, or that serves a purpose and does a task, 
or would you have rather have an afterthought that's going to cause possibly <laughs> cause damage to the floor that you put it on top of, as well as cause damage to the patrons who come into your facility? So it it's just frustrating sometimes about trying to get they want. It, it's real similar to a call I had this morning. Um, your carpet is too expensive for this project. I looked at two other manufacturers that has a, um, a, a, a product that looks similar to yours. It's a lot less. I'm like, well, it's a beauty contest and I can't compete because my yarn system is more expensive than theirs. What do you, do you want a carpet that's going to perform or do you want a carpet that is not going to perform, but it has the right color. And that's kind of what it goes back to in these buildings is trying to get all those things to work together. Do you want what's going to be, in my professional opinion, be the best for the building long term and get you longer use out of it, life cycle out of the flooring? Or do you want something that's um, just going to look pretty or, you know, satisfies that need when the, when the ribbons cut that day? This sounds very, very familiar as a conversation that I had last uh, two weeks ago with a church. Um, they, you know, two other people came to the carpet class, learned all about it. So we went out to do an in-service at the at the facility, and and of course I had been told by the salesman on the account that it was you know very, very upscale, very beautiful, very big. And when we walked up to it, there's no mat on the outside. And the minute you walk in, there's a four-foot mat that's six-foot wide. So it means it goes across both doors, but only goes four foot into the entrance. You may get one step. You may get one step. And there's at least um, 2,000 square feet of travertine, highly polished floor. Mm -hmm. But without those mats, without the mats that I had told them in class, I said, what are we here for? We're going to be chasing the dirt. We're going to be chasing the sand. And what's so interesting is we got to the second floor inside hallway of the school. Of course, we're not talking about anywhere as close to the entrance. But after we got the, the fuzz out of the carpet with the dual brush machine, all we could dig up was sand. Mm -hmm. I said, now, you tell me, how did sand get all the way from the door up here if it wasn't on the feet? It'll sand will literally fill up a building. It'll start at the entrance, wherever it finds a place to find a home, and you know, ten years into it, it'll be on the fourth floor in the CEO's office. And 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 it's not because of, of moisture. Uh, it, it's because it tracks. And this is where you keep right. going back to the mats. And I keep saying, you know, our frequency of cleaning has to be in that doorway. Yeah. And 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 lately. It, Tell me if you if you agree to this. You know, since we're talking floors this morning, mm -hmm. I liken this very much. I said, do you do you go in or do you have a routine, or do you go in and, and there's a check sheet that every hour you're supposed to be in the restroom servicing the restroom? Oh yeah, oh yeah, we got to keep that restroom serviced. I said, so tell me, why couldn't that person go and service the mats every hour? And I just get this blank look. You get a blank look. Yeah. Of, of, uh, 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 I said, you know, so what you spend is literally tens of thousands of dollars chasing sand all around the building. Why don't you do that every hour and don't chase it as much? Right. What would it be like? 
And it was like wow. this revelation of, of we can do that. I go, yeah, why can't we change the program? And I think this is what was interesting about this podcast I did before you. He said, if it matters to the mind, make the mind change it. Right. <laughs> it sounds so simplistic, but it is not. It is not. It's very difficult to get it done. You know, and I often quote a statistic. If you install 15 feet of a high quality scraper mat uh, walk-off system into a building, you'll stop 85% of what walks into the building as far as sand. And to your point, if you have someone vacuuming it or cleaning it, on a regular basis, you're removing that soil and that mat doesn't fill it. Because if the mat fills up to the top, you know, you've often saw these peta mats outside these buildings that they never remove and clean out. They'll be full all the way to the top with sand. Mm-hmm. And that sand just keeps going. You know, it's just like yeah, it's not just having it, it's maintaining it. It is having it and maintaining it, correct. Right, which is the whole thing that we're talking about here at the end of this podcast today, folks, is it's not about what you have, it's about how you maintain it. I think it's interesting how you went through all of that, Sean, and I was thinking about your talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the little things and changing the mindset and putting the things in the right place. And and then, and I think that's the, the challenge and also the reward in all of this is being able to communicate what we really need to do. And we are in a time of changing the processes and procedures in the floor care and maintenance because the materials have changed. Yeah, the materials have definitely changed. And and I think it's to a positive note. It's just having the maintenance companies catch up with it is the difficult part. I don't, it's not the, it's not the people on the machine. It's not the people that's running the, the equipment or working on the floor. It's the people above them. Um, and I, th- it, it's, it's a big, there's a big disconnect between the chemical manufacturers, the machine manufacturers and the flooring industry and we're trying to bring those people together or those industries together. I've never, I've never seen it done and I don't know if it ever will be done. Well, folks, as we end the podcast, we, 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 we always like to end on a positive note, but now he's just ended it on a, a, a sad note that we may never see this change. I don't think I, yeah, I don't know. It goes all the way back to when I first started as a carpet sales guy in Tallahassee and I was sitting there at my desk and I'm reading, all I could do is read pamphlets. We're a brand new store. We're waiting on, I'm a young guy, 20, my twenties. And there was a whole row of those plexiglass pamphlet holders. And I read every one of them about carpet. And a lot of them, believe it or not, talked about vacuuming and maintenance. So I turned around to art, the tough guy from Chicago. And I'm like, Hey art, why don't we sell vacuum cleaners? And he's like, I don't know. Never thought about that. I said, we sell carpet, right? He goes, yeah. I said, well, why don't we sell vacuums? Ah, I don't know. We don't do that. I'm like, you know, I think I can sell a vacuum cleaner with every house because everybody has a broke down vacuum cleaner. You know, if you start talking about maintenance, but the vacuum cleaner people don't talk to us and we don't talk to them. I've never seen a vacuum cleaner company in a mill. 
Interestingly enough, folks, uh, one of the things I do in class, if you come to one of our classes at the academy, we talk about carpet, is I don't promote vacuums. So you have to come to class. You have to learn. learn. Because I think the whole thing is, is we don't use the right machines. We don't use the right processes to get the right results. That doesn't mean that any of them don't work. It just means, are we getting the right results for what we need in today's market? So I think that's the challenge of why we put all these things together, why we put the conference together. This is all about learning. It was a learning experience for all of us for the conference. I learned a lot. I never thought that we could actually pull one off. Not so sure I want to try to do that again, but uh, next year, folks, if you're listening to this and it isn't 23 yet, put this on your calendar. We are going to attempt another conference, although this one will be blended on February the 23rd of 2023. So go to rockstarsofcleaning.com. Take a look at the website, what we did this year. We'll do a version of that next year. Um, It should be somewhat easier, but then there's, as we talked in the other podcast, the challenge of a blended conference is a whole nother thing. Sean, any final words before we uh, close out today? Uh, Only that I want to clarify that when I was talking about vacuum cleaners, I was talking about residential at the time. So I didn't want (laughs) to cross over because I agree with you when it comes to machines and what should be used in the commercial environment. But yes, I, I think that um, I really appreciated the time given to me at the conference and to be invited to with a, a great group of people to, to do that. I think that was a, a, a lot of fun and I look forward to uh, um, proceeding with the invitation for next year on February 23rd. Hopefully we can uh, get more people to attend and more people to uh, participate and be speakers. I think it would be a great thing to, to make it go. So look forward to it. And I'm excited to be a part of it. How do they get hold of you, Sean? I can be reached at 352-630-9884. And I am Sean DeVore with Mannington Commercial. Now, folks, if you are in the Florida area and you want to see and talk with Sean and I live in person, we will be at the uh, Florida School Plant Managers Association Conference. I probably said that wrong, but anyway, it's called FSPMA. Uh, Sean and I will be uh, talking on a number of different topics, probably carpet and luxury vinyl care in the afternoon uh i believe it's in september we'll on another podcast give you the dates but uh if you're in florida and you want to talk with us in person i think that's the next time that the two of us will be together sean look forward to that and as usual i i i I do enjoy our time together every monday it will be the first monday of the sixth month next month sean halfway through yes it will and uh i think we're going to be planning on having whitney with us that day i believe that's right and so uh the conversation might be a little different yeah because it's gonna whitney is the director of lvt manufacturing for manning to commercial so she is a um 
she's on the leading edge of design as and manufacturing techniques. So any questions you may have about surfaces or wear layers, and that'd be an excellent time to ask those questions. So we will be again live here on Podbean Live. We schedule this at 10 o'clock on the first Monday of the month with Sean, and he'll have his uh, guest speaker with him. It'll be an interesting thing. Uh, if you're listening to this and it's not June, now you know when to tune in. Um, I think we're done for today, folks. Make sure that the journey that you're on is healthy, positive, and proactive. And until next month, Sean, keep those uh, floors clean out there. I appreciate it, Dave. Thanks. I look forward to talking to you next month. Bye, folks.